Synergy. This is episode 9. Um, I'm Dan Rasnowski. I'm Joe Schaefer. And we are back after a little bit, well, not a little bit, uh, yeah. quite a bit of a holiday hiatus. You yeah, know, a few weeks. A few weeks. Uh, started with, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, all that good stuff. So now we're back. And being back, we also opened up a Patreon, which, you know, just throwing it out there, we will talk about it at the end, too. Well, there'll definitely be a link in the description of this video on YouTube, but like I said, I'll remind everyone once again at the end. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So just to say, like, the corny pitch, like, if you like what we're doing, any little bit will help, because we're going we're gonna to start putting... We stopped putting everything on SoundCloud because we hit the max of the free uploads, so we're going to start paying... The monthly fee to upload everything there so then you can get this stuff through um, SoundCloud and iTunes. We're going to look into like Spreaker and Spotify, that types of stuff too. Um, and then, yeah, like in the description of the Patreon, Dan said, we'll basically just, any any money that, we'll just go right back into that. It'll just go into help, help him pay the fees. And um, if any amount of money came in that was superfluous, it would go towards like materials. You know, yeah, we'd buy some some books that we can like look look up more information to just keep this going. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. if you're curious as to what we're going to be doing with it, it will be in the description, as Joe said. Um, but all that aside, we are back, like I said, with episode nine on colors, mm-hmm. um, and we'll be talking about that in the alchemical sense as well as a little bit in the occult sense. But uh, let's get started, Joe. You want to kick it off here? Sure. Okay. So I'm going to just talk about colors um, in the realm of alchemy. So let me just start off by quoting our oft-quoted source, Julius Evola, from his book, The Hermetic Tradition. And this will explain why this episode came after our last one on planets. Quote, In addition to the three fundamental colors, black, white, and red, others are also found within the literature. Essentially, there are seven in all, which brings us back to the planetary correspondence mentioned before. But as for their work and place in the work, more than one interpretation is possible, unquote. One example described by Evola is attributed to Nicholas Flamel, very famous alchemist and uh, alchemical writer. Evola writes, quote, For Flamel, for example, the appearance of seven colors expresses the operation of the spirit that adapts itself to the body by means of the soul. The colors are equivalent to the seven colors of the rainbow appearing after the flood as a sign of the alliance between earth and heaven after the black raven did not return and the white dove flew back with the olive branch. He continues, Thus, the colors are so many phases of the physical regeneration that follow the rebirth in the water, the opening of the seven doors or seven seals, the passage through the seven planets, the knowledge of the seven gods or seven angels, the ascension into the seven heavens and the various septenary figurations whose possible reference to the seven centers of life in the body. All these correspond to the hermetic colors, which express the successive tyings and untyings of the knots of the telluric being as it is worked by the fire power, unquote. So let's just go into the fundamental colors and the stages associated with them. Uh, as Evelyn noted, more than one interpretation is indeed possible, um, which is something that is just common in alchemical literature. There's a lot of just different uh, interpretations, as we always are pointing out. I haven't come across much disagreement about the fundamental colors being black, white, and red. I mean, that seems to just be like, you know, take that for what it, that's That's what it is. Black, white, and red are the fundamental colors in alchemy. Uh, there's also not much disagreement, and I, there really can't be, about this being the sequence in the work. Black to white to red. 
It is common to see these stages called uh, the Negredo phase, Albedo phase, Rubedo, uh, Nigrification, Albification, Rubification. Evola also calls them uh, the white work and the red work. And the black work, I believe, if it's even called that, it might be associated with like the separation and putrefaction. But I think I'll get into a little bit of that anyways. So in the introduction to the alchemy reader, Stanley J. Linden notes the importance of color symbolism as a vital feature of discourse on making the stone. He describes the primary sequence uh, similarly to uh, J.E. Serlo in his book on symbols, writing, quote, from black, putrefaction, to white, an intermediate stage associated with silver, to red, the ultimate stage, symbolizing attainment of the philosopher's stone or transmutation to gold, unquote. Linden also notes that there are additional intermediate stages marked by other colors to be found in the literature, like a yellowing stage called citronation, or the cauda pavonis, the peacock's tail, a dazzling display of varied colors, unquote. Um, there are also many other names for alchemical principles, substances, and stages with color uh, either attributed to them or describing them as having a certain color. Linden lists the following examples, white doves, black toads, crows, and vultures, green dragons and lions, red lions, and red men with white wives. Uh, also, you can see people uh, will be wearing certain colored clothing that will come across as, as sort of symbolism, like I believe in, in the visions of Zosimos, there's a, a copper man, or there's a, a, an old white man, or there's a man wearing a red cloak, all this kind of stuff. Uh, this also comes through in the tarot cards, which yeah, we might get into say. with Oswald Worth in a, towards the end of the episode, perhaps, just as, you know, a bit more just ground to cover. Um, you know, for instance, uh, the associations that link to alchemy, hermeticism, and Freemasonry. So, enough begging. Uh, quote, he says, quote, The hermetic philosophers regard the colors that come to the matter during the operation of the great work as the keys to this art and as evidence of the truth and goodness of the matter as well as indicators of a good regimen of fire. They count three principal colors which follow one after the other, but this succession is interrupted by some other passing colors which don't last long. The first principal color is black. It, dis it disappears little by little and white takes its place. After white comes citrine, which they call their gold. Finally, the color red shows itself. This is the flower of their gold, their royal crown, etc. The passing colors are green, which marks the animation and vegetation of the matter, gray, or the reign of Jupiter, which follows immediately after black, or the reign of Saturn, and the colors of the peacock's tail. The color Tyrian, or the purple, a Tyrian purple even, indicates the perfection of the stone. Uh, this is all in his entry for color. Uh, yeah, and purple being like a royal color, you know, associated yeah. with that. Okay. Uh, Pernetti explains some more about the progression of the colors. For example, he tells us that if red precedes black, it's a sign that the fire was too intense and the operation will not succeed. Start over. Sorry. You know, you gotta, yeah, so it's over. always got to go black, white, red. Yeah, otherwise. And we, this might come through when we start getting into like the actual act because there's like the wet path and the dry path, and one is more volatile and can be risky. Mm -hmm. And I believe I do want to work on giving a sort of uh, alchemical interpretation of Fight Club. And I think perhaps you could say he took one of the paths, either the, the wet or the dry, and it, and it didn't go well. And, and Brad Pitt kind of 
where he's, he's usually wearing red. Mm-hmm. So he could be like the sulfuric ultra-masculine, you know? Oh, okay. Something I've been thinking about, but I haven't... I, I want to think more about it and sort of come up with... That could even be an episode, a podcast episode or something. We've talked about doing stuff yeah, like, like that in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so red has to come before black. Uh, otherwise, you got to start over. Uh, black must always precede the white, and the red works because... Black is an indicator of putrefaction and the complete dissolution of the matter, while red is its perfect fixation. In other words, the end goal. So like we've said before, you have to break it all down to purify your matter or to work with the most pure, as pure as possible of matter to bring it to perfection, Mm -hmm. which is symbolized by the red and sulfur. And gold in a sense. But that's where it gets tricky because like Pernetti even said, gold is like, it comes in between, like in that citronation, that's the gold. But then... The red is the flowering of that gold or something. So so what's what's the end point? You know? Yeah, that could get a little confusing, you <laughs> right. know. Um, so I just kind of want to, now that we kind of have an understanding of the three main colors, I do have a small passage I want to read from an ancient anonymous text from the 8th or 9th century AD that kind of goes through... It'll just come through. So it's basically like saying, all right, now that we've armed you with some of these like uh, symbolic interpretations, you can, let's go right into a text. Let's go into a source. And just you can see it come through. So it starts off from where I begin. Quote, Thus having brightened what the darkness hid within the dragon's entrails, thou wilt bring a mystery unspeakable to light, for it will shine exceedingly bright and clear, and being tinged a perfect white throughout, will be revealed with wondrous brilliancy its blackness having all been changed to white. For when the cloud-scent water flows thereon, it cleanses every dark and earthy stain. Thus he doth easily release himself by drinking nectar, though completely dead. He poureth out to mortals all his wealth, and by his help the earthborn are sustained abundantly in life, when they have found the wondrous mystery which, being fixed, will turn to silver, dazzling bright and kind. A metal having naught of earthly taint, so brilliant, clear, and wonderfully white, then sees again this dragon changed to white, a, di- a change divinely wrought, as I have said, by means of albification twice performed. And slaying him again with knife of fire, draw all his blood which gushes blazing hot and red as shining flame when it ignites. Then dip the dragon's skin into the blood which issued from his belly's gory wound, as though as thou wouldst dip a whitened robe and dye of murex purple. So wilt thou obtain a brilliant glory, shining as the sun, of goodly form and gladdening the heart of mortals who behold its excellence. Unquote. So as you see there, the progression, it gets all the way to the royal purple at the end, and it's it you can see kind of referencing you have to go you have to, one step leads to the next. You have to dip something in you have to go back use the step you had from you know each color going to the next one it just comes through in that passage which i just found interesting so i do have briefly some color associations but i don't want to kind of did you say that's kind of like what you had yeah that's kind of what i talk about a little bit but i'm sure there's probably a bit of a difference i can kind of see it's two here i'll just go through them if there is a little repetition it'll repetition is just the best aid of memory so whatever yeah all right here we go according to sir Lowe in um a dictionary of symbol symbols symbolism i forget the title um black is associated with guilt origin latent forces and signifies prime matter a symbol of the soul in its original condition white signifies minor work first transmutation and quicksilver Red signifies sulfur and passion. 
uh, gold is the purest metal. Uh, another passage in Evola's The Hermetic Tradition gives some associations with the fundamental colors. Quote, After black, which is appropriate for Earth, the obscure lead in Saturn, we have the white of Mercury, the moon or Venus, the red of the Aries Mercury, and the golden color of the gold or sun, unquote. So for that Aries Mercury, if you listen to our episode on Mercury, we did touch on that a little bit. Um, Oswald Wirth, in his book Hermetic Symbolism and its Relation to Alchemy and Freemasonry, mentions in a section devoted to decoding and alchemical painting that red is related to the Masonic column Jackin and the inspiration to act, while white is related to the Masonic column Boaz um, and thus illumination of understanding. So that about wraps up for me for now. Um, you can go into yours, and then we can go into maybe just some tarot associations if time allows. Yeah, mine will be really quick. It's pretty much just describing, you know, the colors, their associations, uh, as Joe just uh, said, pretty much, as well as uh, when to use them in certain rituals and so on and so forth. So I will start with black because that is, you know, step one. <clears throat> And almost every book on the occult is black. That's true. <laughs> you know? Even the one I have right here, it is black. Yeah. Dan has his massive volume of three books of occult philosophy at his side by yeah. Henry Cornelius Agrippa. And it comes in handy for sure. That's a good book. But to start black, um, so it's almost like no other color. It absorbs light, unlike other colors, uh, but it reflects very little, if any. Um, this can give a false impression that black is the absence of color, which mm. it's not necessarily. Um, and it also means that people associate it with, you know, evil or, you know, just not good, detrimental, it's bad, which isn't the case. It can also mean kind of how you stated where it's step one to building something greater. Um, so it, it's not inherently evil. So some of the things associated with black um, are the planet Saturn. Uh, it has a, a day associated with it, Saturday. Energy for it is female, believe it or not, in the occult. It's not male, hmm. it is female. Okay. Um, it's used for meditation rituals, uh, uncrossing Maybe rituals. Maybe that has to do with like passivity, because it reflects very little light, you said. Exactly. So that, thus it would be connected with female, which is the passive principle, as opposed to the masculine active so that might make sense. Oh, yeah. That's you a know? good way to look. Because it's really merely taking in. <laughs> yeah, it's and not reflecting giving. very little, mm-hmm. which is just like passivity. Of course. So there, yeah. there you go. Okay. That's a good way to look at it, actually. So as I said, uh, meditation rituals, it's used for meditation rituals, uncrossing rituals, spells to banish evil and negativity, though I suppose it can, um, since it absorbs uh, a lot and reflects very little, I suppose it could absorb a lot of you know negative energy as well. Um uh, to break up or, or block the stagnant situation. So, you know, if there's something that just isn't moving, if there's something that isn't happening, that can help. Um, and then it also has uh, the crone. Is that, a, is that a tarot card? I'm not sure off the top of my head. Oh. The crone? Yeah. Is it crone or crone? It's C-R-O-N-E. I don't, I don't think it is. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm not too familiar with the tarot cards myself. I'm so. flipping through at the moment. I don't. I don't see. I don't know. I don't think so. Well, that being said, uh, the crone and the unconscious is what it's associated with. Um, there is black spells. 
uh, use in rituals to induce a deep meditative state. So this is pretty much it's like meditating. I think you're supposed to use black candles when you meditate if you choose to do so. Uh, or to banish evil or negativity, uh, as I said. And it attracts Saturn's energy. Yeah. So, you know, coming into planets once again. Uh, so uh, that it also magical purposes, absorption. It's why it's used for funerals. You know that, that go to a funeral, you wear black. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has uh, that's a, I think that's like a almost very ancient like practice or, or, or thing that um, the people think that that's just what you do, but it has like a meaning, it has a purpose. So there's an everyday uh, sort of application to this color that people just think, well, you just do it because you know why not? That's what you do, right? But um, it has the ability to absorb quiet power, self-control, restriction, depression, sickness, but new changes and rebirth. So I guess that's the funeral thing coming in. You, you know, it's a sad time, It's but it's a time to reflect, absorb, and then move on with your life and grow from the experience, so on and so forth. Okay. Uh, wisdom, control, resilience, and discipline. Uh, also, there's a personality associated with it. Really? Yeah, so... You know, if your personality is this way, you're black. Or if your personality is this way, you're white and red, so on and so uh, forth. Right. <clears throat> so black is someone who often dwells in his uh, in his own darkness, or dark recesses. Excuse me. A loner, but through choice. A strong, silent type, but someone you don't want to deal with if crossed. A night person, as the darkness seems to be their safe place. Uh, their solace and quiet space. The things that make the black person, black in quotes, unique has also the tendency to dwell on things and has more bouts of depression than most others. This person tends to keep a lot of secrets. Hmm. Yeah. Because not not letting, th- absorbing, only kind of like retaining. Exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. You're not, well. letting, you're not letting anything go. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Magical use is banishing. Uh, so, of course, it just kind of just talks about this again. Magical use is banishing negative thoughts, you know, again, and situations, reversing, uncrossing, binding, negative forces, releasing, removing confusion, contact with the spirits, dark magic, defensive spells uh, can be used with red to increase intent. So here you can kind of mix the two together. I think you can do that with all the colors. Um, it has elements associated with it. Air, water, fire, and earth uh, has a direction. East, planet, as I said, Saturn, day, Saturday, uh, number is six, um, and magical tool. I think you're supposed to use these in the ritual. I think that comes across in some of the tarot cards too. Um, you'll see swords or wands or scepters or different instruments, and I think that all has to do with the colors that they may be associated with in the picture. I'm not too sure though. Hmm. Um, there is also quite a bit of believe it or not there's plants and herbs and wood associated with each color too here so i'll just go over a few because for each color there's like 15 (laughs) yeah so the plant and herb um you have oak yew beech elm comfrey holly ivy horsetail reeds solomon's seal uh mullein cedar clove cypress rue botany elder fern yarrow cayenne dragon's blood mandrake and flax Wood for black, you have oak, ash, aspen, birch, hazel, and rowan. There's also animals. Bobcat, dragon, panther, raccoon, which dragon just came up as like a symbol or an allegory, of course, in that little yeah, execute. Right. So, as, and this is the start, this is black. So, as I said, bobcat, dragon, panther, raccoon, rhinoceros, groundhog, blackbird, lynx, bat, owl, jaguar, praying mantis. Um, 
I'm not too sure what feather is. It just says feather. Um, hidden secrets and changes. I suppose that's just kind of like what the color is. I don't know if it actually means literal feather. It, I think it does. Uh, it also has stones associated with it. Mm. Yeah. So you got, you know, Onyx, Jet Obsidian, all the black stones. Black stones. Yeah. yeah. Tarot cards now. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, getting into stuff that, you know, Joe will probably understand a bit more here. Uh, Death, Threes, and the Queens. I mean, that doesn't really mean much well, to me. Well, I mean, but, yeah. you got the books. So yeah. Yeah. Be like, book oh, yeah. So... And then it's got gods associated with it and goddesses, and they're all like, you know, Achilles, Amathion, excuse me, Atlas, they're very hard, they're Greek, Jan and Roman, Janus, Terminus, Odin, and apparently, you know, Nordic too. Um, goddesses, Aradia, you know, you, you get it, there's goddesses associated, there's like, there's like eight here. Aradia, Aizan, Karna, uh, Serdwin, Circa, you know. So that's black. So then I will jump up to white here. We will just go over this very briefly. Um, so there's uh, there's a couple, you can use a couple different whites. There's lily white and off white. Depending on which one you use, it does different things. Um, you're supposed to burn lily white, which is a mother candle. You can use like a mother candle, burn for 30 minutes at each moon phase, the lily white. And this is, um, or you can use off white for like peace of mind. It's just more meditation purposes. Uh, planet is moon. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. yeah. Moon, mm-hmm. Mercury, Quicksilver, yeah. Exactly. Uh, day is Monday. Energy is also female. Oh, Yeah, okay. see, they throw you for a loop there. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's a balance of all colors, uh, spiritual enlightenment, cleansing, purity, concentration, healing, truth-seeking. I mean, that's things you kind of think of when you think of white, you know, just purity and, and, and cleansing and, and cleanness. Uh, you know, as I said, white spells, purity, protection, the moon... Now, the personality for this one is spiritual, devoted, psychic, protective, open spaces, neatness, spiritual strength, faith, truth, breaks curses or cross conditions. I don't know if that's really a personality trait, but righteousness, East Cardinal Point, that isn't, but it's (laughs) in there. Purification of a home. Um, Oh, I think it's kind of broken up into sections here. Uh, Concentration rituals, divinations, healing, clairvoyance, water elements. So water coming into play there, alchemy. Mm -hmm. Protection, purity, so on and so forth. You know, exorcisms, lunar energies at the very end there. With the, associated with the moon. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have the element air associated with it, the direction east. Chakra. Uh, is also associated with it. Planet is mutant. Well, moon slash mutable. Day is Monday slash mutable. The number is zero. And I do know for a fact that in some of these tarot cards, because it says magical tool, there is a crystal ball and a mirror or a glass, and in parentheses, scrying, like a scrying glass. I don't know if you can see that right away, but yeah, so... Again, once again, connecting these to the tarot. Uh, there's more plants and herbs. <laughs> well, it's kind <laughs> overwhelmed. Well, it is a lot. There's a lot associated with all these colors in the occult. And it's just like I scroll down, I see the plant and herb thing, and there's like 40 of them. So I'll just uh, read the first three. You know, rosemary, woodruff, mugwort, animal, dove, snowy owl, chameleon, stones, opals, clear crystals. Again, the stones associated with it are usually the colors of the color. Okay. The tarot is the fool. And it has some gods, and they they do appear to be 
I don't know where, what these, I think so, Artemis, okay, so some of them I do recognize. So you have, you know, Fati, Gu, Guo, I think it's a lot of, um, yeah, the, all the gods and goddesses associated are from different cultures, but they do have a handful of them. And then, finally, red. So, you know, uh, what do you think of when you hear, you know, the color red, or what do you, you know, promote love, sexuality, good health, energy, so on and so forth, passion, vigor, physical desire, war, pain, stimulator, aphrodisiac. Mm. Planet is Mars, day is Tuesday, energy is male or Amazon female. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but energy male, first and foremost, is what it says here. Okay. So, side notes. It would have to be. Yeah, maybe. you know, they can't all be female. Yeah. Um, there, you know, here there's different reds associated with it, just like there there was white, um, ruby reds, light reds, you know, all meaning different things. Ruby reds, passionate love, light reds, deep affection of a non-sexual nature. Cherry reds, physical and mental love making, which is interesting. Mental love making, hmm. <clears throat> astral projection, sex or something. Yeah, I mean, I suppose if you can do it, seduction. Brian Bassey claims he can do it. I don't know if he actually can, though. Make love with his mind? <laughs> well, no. He says he can astral project. <laughs> yeah, I remember and that. And I'm like, yeah. I, That's a friend of ours. Yeah, okay. it's a friend of ours, but... Uh, Whom we love very much. Very much so. <laughs> the personality for this is bold, assertive, impulsive, extroverted, passionate, aggressive. Mm. Uh, there is no in-between for this person. They go from one extreme to the other, but it can be a fantasy ride for anyone who joins them. Ooh, all right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the magic uses, you know, energy, passion, and love. A lot of, you know, like, love stuff and, and transformation and loyalty for sexuality, stuff like that. Uh, you may use black candles with this. So, again, you can mix the colors, as I said, with the black before. You can use red with it. Element is fire. Direction is south. Chakra is the root chakra. Planet is Mars. Day is Tuesday. Number is five. And then the tool, again going back to the tarot, which you'll see. Sword, cauldron, incense, burner, and candle. I'm sure those are in there. Uh, you know, you got the plants and herbs, sunflower, nettles, blah, blah, blah. Wood, red, wood, and cherry. Got, you know, the stones. Of course, ruby, garnets, bloodstones, all the ones that are red. Tarot is the magician, cups, and fives. Hmm. God is Achilles, Ares, Atlas, Hercules, Mars, Thor, Zeus. Goddess is Athena, Athenum, Eris, Kali, and Minerva. And so... That will kind of just wrap up mine. That's just kind of like a slight overview. You know, you kind of get the idea of how in the occult, depending on what you want to do with these colors, that's when you would burn the uh, appropriate candle of that color or when you would um, use certain things of that color in rituals such as altars or cups, even mm -hmm. blood. Because as you said in your little excerpt, blood is red, so you, you would use blood. And, yeah, that, that's really it. Um, there's tons of other colors that I could go through, but they all have associations like that. And we would just be here for, like, another, you yeah. know, two hours, me going over it. Which is why I told you at the start, I'm like, I had that all written down. I'm like, I, I can't. <laughs> if, you, if you're really interested, um, I, we could always, like, I can maybe put a link somewhere in the description if you'd like to read all about them. Um but uh, yeah, that being said, that right. is the yeah. colors on my end. So, so we are so we're here, Miz. Well, um, we can go just a little longer here and move into the the tarot domain oh, a yes. little bit. And I'm flipping through, looking at the the Oswald Worth tarot deck, and on a lot of like the main powerful characters like Force, um, Temperance, uh, the Devil, 
justice, uh, the pope, you know, these people, the emperor, the empress, the papists, um, they're all wearing red. Mm -hmm. Um, And as far as how we were talking about um, black and white both being feminine, as you said, in in your associations over there, well, in the Oswald Worth um, deck for the card number seven, the chariot, it is being pulled by two bare-breasted women the one on the right is black, and the one on the left is white. So oh, that's look, interesting. Look at that. Yeah, and then, okay. Cool. So let's go through. I am in Tarot of the Magicians by our main man, Oswald Worth. You can get this in English. Um, this one is, in fact, in English. This was actually a gift by our friend Ryan, Ryan Bassey, Bassey, who we just talked about. So thank you, Ryan, for your contribution. Thanks, Ryan. Um, we could just go through a few colors. I mean, we'll give you just as much information as we can. Yeah, go ahead, because that's so, way shorter. Than yeah, and these are very short. And it's specifically <laughs> how you would see them on the tarot card and what the connotation is there. Mm-hmm. So I'll just read a few, then you can read a few. You know, sound yeah. good? We'll wrap it up. All there. right, yeah. here we go. White. White, he writes, is synthetic, reminding us of pure snow becomes synonymous with purity, innocence, candor, loyalty, harmony, reconciliation, and peace. White dress of the communicants of brides, orange blossom, white flag of parliamentarians. It is also the color of integrity, of honesty, conscience, but especially of being, and of light as opposed to black. Nothingness is reflected, in fact, in gloomy black, the color of death, of fatality, despair, disillusion, but also of depth, seriousness, severity, taciturn application, conspiracy, and mystery. Nourishing earth is black. Every birth is carried out in darkness, in secret, hidden from the indiscreet. Now, just so you know, that was the longest passage of all these colors. The rest are all very (laughs) short. So I'll read a couple. Gray, associated with ashes, the indestructible remains of what has lived, inertia, indifference, detachment, lack of determination, humility, poverty, sadness, self-effacement. Red, blood, the life-giving principle, activity, spiritual fire, warmth, love, courage, energy. So that just there's a lot of uh, agreement and everything. All these domains we're talking about here, because they are sort of overlapping. But mm-hmm. purple is associated with spirituality, reason, willpower, domination. Blue is associated with um, the heavenly sky, contemplation, piety, fidelity, faith, and air. Violet, a combination of red and blue is associated with intellectuality, discernment, mysticism, teaching, uh, fusion of reason and feeling. And then the last one I'll read here is yellow, which is a complement of violet, he says. It's associated with rays of light, objectives reached, body, fixation, stability, harvest, honey, wealth achieved through work. So that would make sense, too, with it being the citronation, which comes after one of the alchemical stages. Oh, that kind of makes sense. There's a lot of agreement there. So I left off on yellow. Yeah, yellow. So then you have, <clears throat> excuse me, orange or scarlet, which is a complement of blue. Uh, there is flame, material fire, vehemence. hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Vehemence. Vehemence. That was close enough. Uh, passion, uh, ferocity, cruel instinct, selfishness, need for action, and Mars. Just go a little slow. <laughs> okay. You, you sound like you're under the gun. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was, just, uh, I was trying to give you a hand signal. No. Like, <laughs> I was like, what, what's wrong? And you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. No, I was just enjoying reading it. Uh, green, complement of red, vegetation, life-giving fluid, fuel for active fire, uh, Venus, lascivity, languor, and laziness. Mm, feminine. Laziness? 
all that like languorous <laughs> oh, you know you see like, that like yeah. <laughs> indigo uh, meditation experience and knowledge brown wood survival tradition superstition concentration loneliness reserve and discretion rose flesh color it says that in parentheses there oh, okay everything that is human or is related to humanity so i suppose yeah i don't yeah, that's interesting actually uh gold intellectual perfection treasures of the mind incon- incontestable truths yes. indestructible passions this is why also you'll see um if you see gold coins it means it doesn't mean riches it means like spiritual wealth and, and development and stuff like that treasures of the mind yeah yeah gotcha uh so silver. like a tarot card perhaps sorry to cut you off but like no, you're fine. A, a, a a smart person who's like developing themselves not just in a material sense would be rich and they would have like gold coins and stuff you know Man, so like if you go to some dumb dumb woman lighting incense and she's like oh okay you're gonna do well financially just get out of there and be like you're you're dope yeah because that's not what any of that's about no anyways continue please and the last one Ooh. Silver. I'm going to read this real fast. <laughs> okay. No. Silver. <laughs> no. Moral perfection, treasures of the soul, justified beliefs, nobility of the heart, purity of the imagination. Wow. Done. But all yeah, right. so that's all the colors of the Oswald Worth Tarot of the Magicians. Um, all right. So yeah, there was a lot of overlapping there between those two, which I'm yeah. surprised. I thought this well, is where we, they would we start cite to... him all the time. I, I Oswald Worth comes up in I think like every single episode, maybe save one or two, but you know. Yeah, true, very true. He is in here. He does come up in my book as That's well. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So, yeah. Um, so there you have it, fam. Episode nine. Yeah. Colors. Um, yeah. We uh, so we do have a Patreon up. Uh, any contributions are more than welcome and much appreciated, Absolutely. but no pressure. We're, we we just enjoy doing this. We enjoy learning about it. Um, next, we're not exactly sure what we're going to do next, but me and Dan were talking that we probably will commit to um, a bi-weekly output. Mm-hmm. So every other weekend, we will try to put out a solid episode um, because the topics now just demand much more research and more communication between the both of us. We can't just be like, oh, hey, Dan, just go look up real Boros stuff. For and, like and then we, we kind of we get it already anyways. And mm-hmm. so we're just looking for sources to cite instead of like actually learning about it. Now we're hitting places where we have to actually learn about things more so, like new topics. But, yeah, we'll see what comes next. I think we're just about done with like as much symbolism as we can clear up. Yeah. So now it's just what's going to get harder to, talking about like the act and the royal work of alchemy and and you know that kind of, we were talking about this the other day. It's like we'll have to just figure it out, which is why I think committing to a biweekly output would be uh better for everybody. Absolutely. The listeners will get something that isn't just like uh, you know, rigged together quickly through like a couple hours of googling or something stupid like that. You know, like we'll actually take some time, but we do we do that anyways. But yeah, like I said, it was easier because it was easier to understand. This takes like reading, reading other things, comparing, seeing where oh I understand this. This makes no sense. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So, before it's just like here's a symbol. Here's what it means. we want to try to provide slightly unique content, not just like parroting what other people say. So hopefully we've done that. I think we kind of have so far this. Like actually explaining the ideograms, the symbols, where they kind of came from, and the meaning embedded in them. It's I don't really see that much. No, so. I, I think we did just fine doing that. So yeah. Uh, All right. Well, that's us tooting our own horn. Yeah. Thank and you, Dan. As I said, there is a Patreon, so feel free. Um, we will kind of 
get to that more and we'll set that up more. We don't have any rewards or anything like that. So if you go there and you don't see that, yeah, we gotta brainstorm for like member uh, Patreon exclusives and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And then um, we will also make it so that uh, instead of just being a monthly uh, charge to whoever subscribes, we will make it so that it is only when we put something out because we feel that is the most fair and makes the most sense. And last thing before we sign off. We do plan on trying to make videos with more effort into them, like almost like visual slideshows, because we know this stuff gets a little uh, annoying and tedious to just hear described. So we're going to try to do that more and work on our chops with video producing. Who knows? Maybe we'll even sit in front of a camera and like do a presentation. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we we'll got to work it. on that kind of stuff. We'll so. see how it goes. But one step at a time, baby steps. We're developing. We're growing. We're knocking them out. So yeah, you, you got go. it. So that was episode nine on colors. And I'm Dan Rasinowski. Joe Schaefer. And thank you for tuning in once again. It's good to be back. You guys take care.